Parshad Ki records one of the darkest moments in the whole Tanakh. Exodus chapter 32, verses 1 through 6, read, And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron, and said unto him, Up, make us gods, which shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we know not what is become of him. And Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings, which are in your ears, of your wives, your sons, your daughters, and bring them to me. And all the people break off the golden earrings, which were in the ears, and brought them unto Aaron. He received them at their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool, after he had made it a molten calf. And they said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up by the land of Egypt. When Aaron saw it, he built an altar before, and Aaron made proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to Yahweh. And they rose up early on the morrow and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. We were encamped around Mount Sinai. Moses was still on the top of the mountain. <clears throat> and in a desperate but misguided attempt to stay connected to some form of spirituality, we fashioned the golden calf. Aaron announced that this was our God. And we declared a feast. We offered sacrifices to an idol. We committed idolatry. We committed spiritual adultery and perhaps even physical adultery. The Almighty was furious. Verses 7 through 10 record, And Yahweh said unto Moses, Get thee down, for the people which thou brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them a golden, molten calf and have worshipped it and have sacrificed thereunto and said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And Yahweh said unto Moses, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. Now therefore let me alone, that my wrath may wax hot against them, that I may consume them, and I will make of thee a great nation. Moses interceded with us. And verse 14 tells us, And Yahweh repented of the evil which he thought to do unto his people. When Moses descended Mount Sinai, he saw with his own eyes the level, the depth of our sin. He took the tablets in his hands and destroyed them. He smashed them. Moses then destroyed the golden calf. He climbed back up the mountain to seek atonement. The Almighty made a covenant with us. He promised to do miracles and drive out the Canaanite tribes. God continued with the following warnings found in Exodus chapter 34, verses 12 and 13. Take heed to yourself, lest thou make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, whither thou goest, lest it be a snare for thee in the midst of thee. But you shall destroy their altars, break down their images, and cut down their groves. Reading through verse 18. For thou shalt worship no other god, for Yahweh, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous god. Lest thou make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, and they go whoring after their gods, and do sacrifice unto their gods. And one call thee, and thou eat of his sacrifice. Thou shalt take of their daughter, and thou shalt take of 
their daughters unto thy sons, and their daughters go whoring after their gods, and make thy sons to go whoring after their gods. And thou shalt make thee no molten gods. The feast of unleavened bread thou shalt keep. Seven days thou shalt eat unleavened bread, as I commanded thee in the time of the month Abib, for in the month Abib there came his forth out of Egypt. Of course, we should avoid uh, contamination from the pagan tribes. We will destroy their idols. We will not worship their gods. We will not let ourselves um, enter into sacrifices and, and eat the sacrifices. We won't engage in their idolatry. We'll make no molten gods. But the Almighty included the Feast of Unleavened Bread in his list of corrections. Why the Feast of Unleavened Bread? When Aaron had made the golden calf, he declared, This is your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt. Now the Almighty is declaring that he is the one true God who brought us out of the land of Egypt. We will not keep their feast, but we will keep Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread annually to remember that he brought us out. But apparently there's more to it than that. The Almighty continued and reminded us about Shabbat and his other feasts as well. He could have said many things, but what he did say is significant. In verses 22 and 23, still in Exodus chapter 34, the Almighty said, And thou shalt observe the feast of weeks, of the first fruits of wheat harvest, and the feast of ingathering at the year's end. Three times in year shall all your men children appear before Yahweh your God, the God of Israel. He instructed us to keep all these feasts. We see these commandments had already been recorded in Exodus chapter 23, but for some reason he repeats these laws about the festivals. Obviously, Shabbat and all the feasts of the Almighty define our relationship with him. <clears throat> Not only are they prophetic in nature, they identify us as his people and they identify him as his his as our God. In fact, in today's Torah portion, we find the Veshamru, which we chant every Shabbat. In Exodus chapter 31, verses 14 through 17, we see, And ye shall keep Shabbat, therefore, for it is holy unto you. Everyone that defiles it shall surely be put to death, for whosoever doeth any work therein, that soul shall be cut off among his people. Six days may work be done, but in the seventh day, is a Sabbath of rest, holy to Yahweh. Whosoever doeth any work in the Sabbath day, he shall surely be put to death. And now the Veshamru. Wherefore, the children of Israel shall keep Shabbat, to observe Shabbat throughout their generations for perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. From six days, Adonai made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. God considers his Sabbath and all his festivals as an integral part of our marriage covenant. It defines our relationship with him. We should remember these. We should observe them. We should do it in honor of what he has done. Not just that he made the heaven and earth on Shabbat, but that he brought us out, out of Egypt. These are milestones in our relationship with him. Yes, they are prophetic, but this is part of our marriage covenant. He defines him as part of our marriage covenant, and we should also.